By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. OMG, I have an idea. You have an idea? We are not so straight talk. Welcome to Not So Straight Talk on Hunter's Bay Radio 88.7 and MuskokaRadio.com. And today we're going to talk movies. We're going to get into the movie industry and what it's like to be a director. And I've got Scott Sigma all the way from Calgary tuning in today to tell us all about it. How are you, Scott? I'm great. How are you, Jerry? Just wonderful, you know, drinking wine, you know, doing my thing. And here we are. (laughs) Always a good night. Don't we all wish we could do that? (laughs) Always a good night. Oh, my. Yes, it's always a good night. Let's talk about your background a little bit. Let's talk about movies. How did you get involved in movies? Everybody wants Uh, to know. Well, you know, I've been in movies all my life. I've loved movies ever since I was a kid. I did uh, random TV shows and commercials. Would always go back and forth to Toronto with my mom and auditioning nonstop. And then... I kind of got out of it and fell more in love with how they made the movies and how things came together and kind of moved that way towards my schooling. And right after high school, worked for Disney for a little bit, did animation with them and really found my calling that I wanted to direct. I wanted to be the one behind the camera, showing the story, making the story come to life. And that's where I kind of left Disney, went back to school, did some stuff at CalArts and then went to um, actually here in, Alberta, here in Alberta, where I'm at right now, I went to University of Lethbridge, um, did a few years there for directing and new media. And then from there, I kind of worked my way up in Vancouver and worked as a production assistant and then started as a training assistant director and then working as a third and then getting the chance to come back to Alberta, working as a first assistant director and getting my opportunity finally with uh, Chaos of Film Company with their president, Carolyn McMaster, um, getting the opportunity to direct my first feature, which was Root of the Problem, which came out about two years ago. Um, we did great, great views and all that across Canada and the States. Uh, we won Best Actor at the uh, Florida International Christian Film Festival. And then I um, was honored to get the Ampia Award at the Rosie Award for Best Director for Alberta uh, last year. 
and just kind of been working since then. I got to go down to the States and do Dead for a Dollar with Walter Hill. And then as soon as I finished that, came right over there to where you are in uh, North Bay and filmed Christmas by the Book, which will be coming out next year. And just I've I'm obsessed with movies. I love movies. I love TV. I nonstop watch it. And this is what I want to do all my life. And it's just I've worked my way up to getting to this point and I, I love it. So I, let's back up just a little bit. You were with Disney for a little while. How did you like that? Um, I, I loved it. I was always into drawing, always doodling. I always got made fun of in school and they're like, what are you drawing now? What are you doing now? That quiet, weird kid in the corner drawing weird things and kind of um, right out of high school, did an interview across Canada with Disney and got picked up with uh, Steve Rabbitich and they wanted to teach me a bunch of stuff and ended up working a bunch of drawings and working on a bunch of random projects with them. And then kind of when I was there, like I love drawing, I still love doing that, but I fell back in love with live action and that's kind of where it, it was great because it helps me with my storyboards and things and drawings still, but I fell back in love with live action and that's where I went back to school. I went to where I'm at now. Hmm. So you've had quite the career so far. So far, definitely <laughs> so far. I'm, it's, always, it's always a learning experience and it's always moving forward. It's what can we top? What can we do better? And yeah, I, I hope one day to make larger budget movies and things like that. But uh, we pay our dues. We work our way forward. And I'm honored to still get these opportunities to direct and I'm set to direct another feature coming up and working on another feature that I'm firsting and it's it's an honor to be able to still do this yeah I know it's a, it's definitely an entertaining industry to say the least you meet a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people every day and it's very much hurry up and wait oh yeah <laughs> a lot of hurry up and wait <laughs> we, we gotta get that done yeah. And then I'm a horrible person to watch movies with after because we'll spend months upon months working on that. And then I'm yelling at it being like, we spent three days on that scene and they cut it. Like, why? <laughs> yeah, I could see that being really annoying. <laughs> Just a little bit. And especially like when I'm directing something, I'm so biased to it. And my last feature too, my director's cut's like 16 minutes longer than what hit theaters. And it's always going to it's always going to be that way at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be a different thing. And uh, yeah, don't watch a movie with me. <laughs> you criticize all the other movies too. I do. I do. And um, it's, it's bad, but I criti it's always criticizing for different things. And I'm very into continuity and it's constantly yelling at the screen to be like, Oh, why'd you do this? Or why'd you change that? And wondering what they're doing in the background. And it, it, it really pulls me out of even getting into some movies because I'm constantly wondering how they did that. How would we do it? What are they, what's going on half the time? But yeah, I, I ruin it for everyone. So what you're saying is you're that one person in the theater everybody has to listen to. <laughs> I try to be good in the theaters when I'm with my friends. <laughs> um, I will still talk, but it's when I'm at home that... Just, yeah, you don't want to watch it with me unless I've seen it a bunch of times. <laughs> so do you, so what's, um, 
what's been the biggest impression you've had of just overall movies and stuff? Like what really sticks in your mind about the industry? Uh, that's a tough one. It's, uh, Oh, we I, ask I, tough questions here. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't really, I, uh, I, I would say almost like everything. It's all, every day's always different. Every day's a new way of doing it. It's always a different story, always a different perspective. And it's, it's film and television. Things change all the time. You have a hundred people running around set and you change locations, you change everything. And it's, I think my biggest thing that like, it's my appreciation to seeing the end product has definitely changed throughout the years of seeing how much work and how much effort. And like a lot of people will take for granted. They'll be like, Oh, I love that. Um, say like Tom Cruise movie and blah, blah. And it's like, okay, you love that movie, those actors, but do you know there's like 300 people standing behind that camera running a million little things and running around? And I'm, I'm even that person, like stay for the credits at the end, like give that respect to them. Well, you get a good preview of something else. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I love the, (laughs) yeah. I love those little Easter eggs. It really holds people to sitting there. Which is great, but I'm like, even without those Easter eggs, I wish more people would stay and say, like, these are all that people that made that story that's going to change your life yeah. happen. It's true. I think you have to have an appreciation for how many people are, are actually involved. Um, oh, it's, think- it's, it's nuts. And sometimes you're in the tiniest of little spaces and there's 70 of you all walking on top of another, all squeezed into a corner. Well, that actor's trying to do the perfect crying scene, and it's it it's a lot for everyone. Like everyone, it really it really is a team effort. It takes everybody to bring a movie to life. So, do you find like people seem to think that you know you go, you show up, and you overnight you're a success? There, there's this big thing. I mean, I remember all the people that have always talked about that. You know, like especially big actors and stuff. They go to they talk about all the calls they went to that they didn't get the job or this and that, but they, people just see them as success. Do you find a lot of that or? Um, I, I do find like it's people don't know the backstory. It's again, it's, it's like looking at the movie. You only pay attention to the actor. You don't realize the backstory of what went into it. And it's, it's not an overnight success for anyone. Like it's such a fickle industry and it's so difficult to get into things and it's it's not a job at all working in film it's a lifestyle and that's what people need to understand and it, people come and go non-stop and it's it, it is about that like it you you have to pay your dues i did years upon years of being a production assistant standing by like a generator down the street hoping to at least see what's happening on set and no, I'm there for 15 hours a day working my way up, like for years. of. I did 250 days of PA work on when I jumped back over to Vancouver. And it, it was a lot of days where I'm, I'm standing outside of a hospital watching a door for 15 hours. And, but I'm paying my dues. I'm working my way up in the industry. And I think everyone should, should start at that level. And it really gives you an appreciation for what you have and where you're at and to understand all the different levels it takes to make that movie. Yeah. I sure appreciate the person that gets coffee and everything. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. 
especially on my last movie i had this sweetheart that got me coffee well it got me an ice cap every single day and it made me day. <laughs> yeah that person kind of knew when everybody was drinking it was really weird <laughs> <laughs> i loved it especially <laughs> spent three months down in santa fe new mexico and they don't have tim hortons in the states and i was very very missing that are you finding that a lot of its um, diversity is becoming more and more prevalent in the movies, especially behind the scenes and in front of the camera? Um, I do. And it's, it's nice to see that. And it, it is more diverse and people are way more accepting. And I know even being, um, even being gay myself and directing in that it's nice to see on set, like other people like me and having, a big group of diverse people and seeing everyone come together and everyone have all these talents. And it, I do, I have seen it more and more and more throughout the years. And I used to work on hallmarks as the tads and assistants and things like that. And it's not a big diverse world, but with all the changes throughout the years and especially the past few years with all our movements and everyone coming together, it's, it's really open doors for everyone. It's not, like classic Hollywood where it's a man's game and that's it. It's, it's so diverse now that I find. And I, I love it because I meet so many different people on set and so many random strangers and people that just you connect with and people just like you and people different than you. And it's, it's great seeing that they don't really, they're not caring about who you are, what you look like, how you act, what your sexuality is. It's, can you do the job? Or is, or is it going to work for you? And that that's the thing I love. And I'm like, you meet, you meet so many people. And I find we, we do still need to see Hollywood and things like that becoming more open, but with their direction that they're taking now, I'm, I'm very happy to see that we, we are making segue and we are making movements forward and being more open to people and basing it off their talent. Mm. Yeah, you don't have to ride the casting couch anymore. <laughs> no, definitely not. I'm sure those were good days. <laughs> for some, maybe, but not. There's a bunch of people not so good for. <laughs> Rather bad experience. I mean, we saw all kinds of movements come out of that. <laughs> anyway, let's not go down that rabbit hole because that, that'll be a deep rabbit hole. <laughs> anyway, Pigeon, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back with Scott. We're going to talk a little bit more about directing movies and some movies that are coming up in the near future. So stay tuned. And we'll be right back to Not So Straight Talk on Hunters Bay Radio, 88.7 and MuskokaRadio.com. See you in a minute, Pigeon. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. Hi, Pigeon. Welcome back to the second half of Not-So-Straight Talk on Hunter's Bay Radio, 88.7, and MuskokaRadio.com, where you can see all the shows afterwards, Pigeon. If you miss it on the air, you can catch it as a podcast. So make sure you check us out on Muskoka.com, Not-So-Straight Talk. There's a wonderful picture of me smiling in my little Christmas hat. Anyway, we're talking to Scott about directing movies, who's now working his way up the food chain, so to speak, in movie industry, and he hasn't been eaten. So that's a good sign. So he's actually making headway in movies. 
as a gay person. So that's exciting. Uh, do, you, do you want to say something there, Scott? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm still swimming. I'm still swimming. Still swimming upstream. Haven't been eaten by the shark. <laughs> Not yet. And Not hopefully, yet. hopefully I, I can swim a little faster. Hopefully. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's talk about diversity. We, we've talked a little bit. We were kind of touching on that before the break. And how important is that? do you think about proper representation around communities? It is, it is important. It, it is a, like, it's a massive problem that we've seen throughout the years. And it's great seeing that we are changing, but we need, we do need to be diverse, but at the end of the day, I do feel like it can't be forced at the end of the day. It needs to come down to what is their talent and what can they achieve and how can they, help us move forward and get a better project and better community at the end of the day. And it, it should, it should be natural and it should never, it, it, it shouldn't be forced upon. And I, I find it does come down to that nowadays where we're seeing a lot of people like they go for the talent. They don't care, man, woman, child, what sex you are, what race it's, it's great seeing that. And I seen it down in the States on my last project and I met this awesome lady, Carrie, who was one of our sound assistants, and she identifies as a cis male. And it was a great experience seeing that nobody cared. And she was phenomenal at her job and like different things that she did. And I was just like, it's great seeing that we're open to that. And even coming down to North Bay, we had so much diversity there and like for such a small town. And it was such a crazy gang of people that I was working with and it was all about their talents and all about what they can bring to the table to help that project yeah no and I I I mean in all honesty pigeon I was actually there but and it was it was a hoot I I, that was a group of people that were just a whole lot of fun like it it was great I loved that crew and it was my first time filming in North Bay and I, I walked in only knowing two people. And when I left, I made so many friends and so many people I touch base with still and talk to. And that's what it's about for me. Like it's, it's hard being on the road for film all the time and traveling nonstop and not being home that it's, it's great to meet all these people that are very open and all about friendship and all about just working together and making a project. And like, even my friendship with you grew from this movie and it's, it's been such an amazing journey and it's been such a ride with you. It's been fun. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, yeah, it's been, well, you went to a drag show and everything. Who knew we had drag shows in North Bay, right? So that was phenomenal. And especially my, our cast members wanted to go Lindy Booth and Anna Marie Damara, like, they both were like, yes, let's go. Let's do this. And we got out and it was all like COVID safe. Everything wore a mask, but it was such a great time to like get out. And it's like, no, let's have fun. And I got to see, and I never get to see drag queens. And it was such a great drag queen that happened. And then as well, um, the deaf drag queen that was going along with her music. And I was like, it was so inspiring to watch her do her thing and I'm like even seeing geriatric go down the stairs and those platforms made my day you don't know how many times I've watched that video (laughs) yes there's video of it somewhere (laughs) (laughs) 
and it was good. And it was it was really nice to see you and the and the the cast there and um, the, some of the crew were there. It was really nice. It was and it was a lot of fun. So we I know the queens that were performing and the king um, really enjoyed it. Like they had a great time. The audience was great. And, you know, well, we've all been locked up for so long. It was great to get out for a moment. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, yeah, I had it was such a blast, especially it's tough days on set and in prep and it's a long hours and to be able to get out and do something and like, especially go to a drag show. I was like, I had so much fun and especially being with a group of people that are like me and like open-minded and very much like free to live. Like it's fun. You get to, you feel like you're back at home, even though I'm across the country working. Yeah. And I mean, Lindy Booth has been in a whole bunch of movies and Hannah and Marie's been in a whole bunch. You can always Google them, Pigeon, if you need to figure out who they are. As soon as you see their face and you'll go, oh, yeah, I know who they are. <laughs> oh, yes. They, they're, they were such dolls to work with. Yeah. So what do you think is the future? Do you think it's going to be mostly, is it going to change? Is it going to get better? Or do you think it might drop off a little bit? I don't know. What do you think? What's your prediction for the movie industry? For the movie industry, I don't think it's ever going to really slow down. At the end of the day, I don't know one person that doesn't watch movies or watch film or things. I'm sure there's a lot of people actually that don't, but everyone always wants to be taken away to another place. Like That's why you watch movies. That's why you watch TV shows. You binge watch them. You get out of your world and the only thing that really does that is books and movies and film. And yeah, you can get out, go outside and it's great to get outside and do all those things and hiking and all that. But at the end of the day, like everyone wants to sit down, watch a movie or a TV show or something like that and escape and get into the story and lose themselves and imagine themselves being able to be those characters. I don't think it will, it will ever stop. I think the industry will change of how we view it and how we see it and how things work. But I don't think we're ever going to stop telling stories like we do. Well, I think it's going to stream more. I think there's more streaming involved. Oh yeah, definitely more streaming, but it's we're we're constantly evolving. Look at our jump from, from TV to being able to put on VHS to bring it home, to be able to switch it to DVDs to now our platforms of streaming. And now everything that's coming out, it's, What's going to be the next big thing? The only thing that hasn't changed is we're still making these movies and TV shows. It's just the way you get to view and experience them has changed throughout the years. And it's going to cut like I'm I, I do see those days where you're watching it and it's a 3D hologram in your living room and you can sit in it and watch the whole thing around you. And like we're getting to that point with the VR goggles and video games like What's stopping us from jumping into the movie and experiencing it ourselves? Being that first person character, escaping into that story, but we're still making that movie and making that footage and making, making that piece for them to escape into. Well, there's a few movies I wouldn't mind jumping into with a few of those actors. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, there's uh, definitely more than a handful I can name. <laughs> Definitely make it more interesting to me anyway. <laughs> I could, you're so close, I can touch you. Oh my. <laughs> oh, that big, the whole casting couch to a whole new level. 
<laughs> so what's what is uh, some of the things that you have coming out now? I know we've got Christmas by the book for next year. Uh, where would they find that? Or do you know that yet? Um, I'm not positive where it's going to be. Um where the platform or where streaming is going to happen. Um, we're still at the rough stages right now. We just finished our first and second cut. We just did some pickup shots here in Alberta and in the mountains, uh, getting a bunch of driving stuff. And we're going to be getting a new cut right away, but we're still a ways away. I feel it, it is going to be more uh, the end of the year, getting closer to Christmas uh, for audiences to view. It should hit festivals a little sooner than that. Uh, but I'm not positive yet where it will stream or where we'll be able to catch it yet. And that's what they're going to have to keep their eye out for their website and the Instagram and the Facebook that's going to be starting right away for the film. And from there, they'll be able to get all their info about where and when they can watch the movie and how they can watch the movie. Well, so you're actually doing a Facebook page and everything for Christmas by the book. Uh, I know for each movie uh, that I've worked on and um, for, well, pretty much every movie that I've worked on, even first on that, they always create social media platforms, things like that for all their behind the scenes, things like that, just to promote it until it's released. And then once it's released, they promote it through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube videos, as much wherever they can get it out to audiences uh, for them to see. So what's, uh, what's some of the social media for you then? Like people can see some of your work. Um, I have a few things. It's mostly my IMDb that they can check out. Facebook, they can search Scott Sigma. Um, it's a bunch of me and a bunch of behind the scenes. If they search at Scotty underscore Sigma on Instagram, they can get some behind the scenes of uh, pretty much what we do every day and what I'm tasked with and different projects that I work on. And their, their best bet, though, is, is IMDb and Instagram to find what's coming up, what I'm working on. And I'm really up on sharing whatever I possibly can. And I, I love the work that I do. So I'm proud of it at the end of the day. So I share it as much as possible. People may not know what IMDb is, though. Um, IMDb is the International Movie Database. IMDb.com. It lets you know every movie that's being filmed, every character, every cast member. Um, pretty much anything to do with movies. And if you want to find someone about movies and what they've done, you search their IMDb. You look up Lindy Booth. The first thing you'll find on Google is Lindy Booth IMDb. <laughs> that is true. It's, there's a lot of information out there. <laughs> it's, it's great. And what they've created with IMDb is it's an amazing database to find all your information. I know every movie I work on when they're doing casting, things like that, they're like, well, pull up their IMDb, pull up their IMDb. It's, it's a great thing to have. And it's, it's a great platform to put all the stuff that I'm working on and for everyone to see. And I send them there. It's like, this is what I've done. This is my digital resume. Very cool. Well, Scott, I must say, thank you. We sure appreciate your taking your time out of your busy winter schedule in Calgary. <laughs> oh my gosh. Any, any time, Jerry, love it. <laughs> Well, you never know. Well, you, before you know it, we'll be back together doing some other crazy thing that we never thought we would do. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. <laughs> 
Well, Pigeon, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Not So Straight Talk on Hunters Bay Radio 88.7, muskokaradio.com, and stay tuned and make sure you follow us. And don't forget about Let's Be Honest, because they're there bi-weekly too. So you want to check out their show as well as us, because lesbians are wonderful people, and they're people too. Anyway, big shout out. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Please stand for human rights. Inclusion, diversity, equality, acceptance. That's the idea. And that's, that's what we're all about. Stand up. Stand up.